Hallelujah. We want to welcome our Facebook audience tonight in our online Bible school as we continue our lesson in faith in the new creation. And when we talk about the new creation, we're talking about a, a new species, a new you. Something took place in your spirit that never was. Look at Daryl. That's my man. I tell you what. All we need is our skateboard, brother. We can. <laughs> so. <laughs> Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to John 3.16. In this new creation, we're talking about faith for the new creation. Remember, we're putting a lot of emphasis upon faith. Okay. But. Also, it's not that we put an emphasis, so much emphasis upon faith that you don't have it. You have faith as a born-again believer. But we put a major emphasis upon it because it's the only currency whereby you can receive with the hand that grace has dealt to us, okay? Grace made provision for our salvation, for this new creation. But then our response to it is by faith, is to believe. And that's the reason why the scripture says in Romans 4, 3, it says, what says the scripture? Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness. See? So Abraham in the Bible labor us our, uh, that Abraham is the father of our faith. Okay? So as we look at this tonight, I want you to look at John three sixteen, and notice this. It says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not what perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Amen? The lady, to the lady with the red tennis shoes on. Okay? So, everlasting life, you look at everlasting life or eternal life. You know, most people just think that when we talk about the word eternal life, that you look at eternal life as saying, well, I've been born again, so I, I have eternal life. Well, that's, you know, that's not so. That's not what it's, it's saying because everybody has eternal life, save or unsaved. Okay? The, the difference is, is that you and I have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Okay? So we have eternal light. Those in the world, they still have what? Eternal darkness. So we both have eternal life. It just we, we, You have to make a decision on the earth where your destiny, your final destiny would be. Okay? So that's not what we're talking about when Jesus said, I mean, yeah, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, what is the everlasting life? So when we talk about everlasting life or eternal life, we're talking about the God kind of life, okay? The God kind of life produces what? Let's look at what the God kind of life, what it, what it produces. Over here in Galatians chapter 5, and look here at verse 23, Galatians 5. And it says, for the fruit of the Spirit, okay, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, go back one case. What is it? Verse 21, it starts. That is. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? 
What is it? Talk to me, class. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. And so when you have love, there are nine fruits. So when you have love, guess what? All the other eight are in their function. They're functional. They're functioning, okay? All the other eight are fun. Why? Because love is the master key. So when you walk in love, it's impossible for you to walk in love and not be long-suffering. Are y'all seeing that? Because you see, this love, it's a God kind of love. It's a, it's a agape love. It's, it's, it's a lo- that love is based on what? A decision. It's not based on a feeling. It's not based on emotion. This is the God kind of love. So the God kind of love teaches men, teach, holds us to, do it, to be long-suffering. The reason why I mention long-suffering because that's not, that's not something that we as humans like to be, you know, be long-suffering with someone. Right? Didn't I tell you? Did, how many times I got to tell you? Right? <laughs> but God's long-suffering is what? He knows that, hey, it takes time the purpose of long-suffering is what? It takes time for you to have revealed to you what is already yours. So what is happening? Character is being, is being uh, challenged, okay? The new you is one, it's doing what? It's transforming. It's bringing a transformation so that what is real in your spirit, it is also real in your heart. Okay, so when we look at it, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, and then it says joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Keep going, Casey. Gentleness, self-control, and against such there is what? No law. Now, keep going for a minute. It says, and those who are what? Christ. See, because you're born again. See, through that new creation, this belongs to you. See, notice what it said, and those who are Christ have what? Crucified what? The flesh with his passion and desire. How do we do that? By walking in the fruits, walking in love. So it's not that you need to focus on saying, I need to walk in, you know, I need to get my joy up. Or I need, no, if you're walking in love, you got joy. Joy is present, joy is active. Amen? Because love is who God is. Think about God is long suffering with you and I. I mean, just think about we being born again now and thinking about the long-suffering that God is with us right now. Some things that we still struggle with, some things that, you know, we know to leave alone, but we keep messing with it anyway, right? You know, you want that extra debit, that extra little debit, right? <laughs> Amen. So, notice this. So, verse 25, Casey, is that... He said, so if you live in the spirit, let us also what? Walk in it. So you live there because you're what? Born born again. You have eternal life. Not eternal darkness, but eternal life. Amen? That everlasting life because you received Christ as your Savior. Can y'all see that? So because you received that, he says, so let us live in the spirit. So now how you live in the spirit? Hmm? To live in the spirit is to what? Live by the word. So when, you, when somebody said, well, you know, <clears throat> let's walk in the spirit in this or let's, you know, uh, 
you know, live in the spirit. You say, you know, we living in the spirit. Well, to live in the spirit, you just simply living by the word of Christ. Okay? And that's what, <clears throat> now, put this up uh, in Romans ten seventeen. Romans ten seventeen says, <clears throat> so then faith cometh how? <clears throat> by hearing. Is that right? Now, in the original uh, uh, Hebrew, I mean Greek, it says, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. Now, this is not wrong, but if we put it in a manner <clears throat> where you can understand your I'm trying to put it to you in a manner you can understand your salvation by hearing the words of Christ. Why? Because it is hearing by the word of God because the word be it is God and it became flesh. Right. But because Jesus became flesh for you and I, he noticed this. Our salvation came to us through a man. OK, he came to us how through a man born of the word. OK, so Jesus overcame the works of darkness, not that he had any faults in himself, but he overcame the works of darkness for you and I, because he, because he was a perfect substitute for us, okay? So here, notice this, so then faith come it, comes by hearing, and hearing <clears throat> by the words of Christ. Now watch this, I'm going to put another little twist to it. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by understanding the words of Christ, because that's what hearing is. It brings forth what? Understanding. So the more you hear, you know, like when you, if you like a favorite show, like a, we like Christmas shows and stuff like that, the more you hear, listen to a show, then guess what? You hear things you didn't hear before. You know, when you go back and you look at that, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's what they meant by that. Well, okay, guess what? I heard it and heard it. Now, all of a sudden, understanding kicked in. Well, that, that's what the Holy Spirit is responsible for. But you have to do your part. My part is to do what? Hear. The Holy Spirit is the one that quickened our heart to understand. Okay? And so that's why you hear and hear. And that's the reason why we're here tonight. That's the reason why those who are listening online tonight. Why? Because you'll, the more you hear, understanding is coming. When you have understanding, then guess what? Now you can properly discern. Okay? Now, we're talking about having faith in a new creation. Watch this. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and look at verse, uh, go to verse 16. Some of my favorite scriptures right here. <clears throat> Ephesians 1. Paul said, uh, we do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you. Uh, in our prayers. And the reason why he said that, because, hey, you become, you as a believer. Now, you got to remember, uh, and I don't want to get too much into it, but the church of Ephesus, man, that where Paul was, I tell you what, that was, boy, that was, I'm telling you, the church was born out of persecution. Okay? And so, <clears throat> God gave Paul that revelation about putting on the armor of God. And I tell you what, I don't want to get into that tonight, but we will sometime down the road. 
about this, but notice this. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, to you, the spirit of wisdom. So it's not talking about your spirit. Your spirit produces wisdom. Your spirit produces revelation knowledge of him because you got, you're, you're born again in him. So when you read the scripture, what does the scripture say? In Christ, right? In whom, right? In him. So we already have wisdom. We already have uh, revelation knowledge. Well, 1 Corinthians one thirty. Let's put that up for a moment, Casey, and then we come right back to this scripture. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians one thirty. So let me show you what you already have. 1 Corinthians one thirty talks about... <clears throat> It says, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. But of him, you are where? Where are you? Whoa, see? You're where? So that means you're living what? In him. You're living where? Out of him. There's my good student. <laughs> the other one that already showed up. <laughs> She, that's the lady with the red shoe. So, in him, but he said, but of him you are where? In Christ Jesus, right? Can you see that? That's important that you understand that. Where are we? In Christ Jesus. And what, because we're in him, what happened? It said, who became for us, what did he become for us? Wisdom from God and righteousness and what else? And sanctification. Remember how we started this lesson about sanctification? And redemption. Because that's what you, what are we doing? We're working on our sanctification. That's what we're doing right now. Crucifying the lust of the flesh, crucifying the passion and the desires of the flesh, as we read in, uh, in, as we read in Galatians 5.25. Through our sanctification. Sanctification just simply means that I've been set apart, separated. I've been made holy. Why? Because I received Jesus as the Lord of my life. Can y'all see that? Because you did what? You received him as the Lord of your life. So you are sanctified. And what do we say in John 17, 17? Jesus said, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is what? Truth. So our sanctification come by what? Truth. So when you know the truth about the new birth, when you know the truth about the new creation, and notice what these truths you need to know. You need to understand God's wisdom. That's what we're talking about tonight. You need to understand who you are as the righteousness of God. Right? You need to understand what that righteousness does. You need to understand that you have already been sanctified. You know, you see how some people say, you know, you got to go to a sanctified church. Holy sanctified church. Well, everybody in Christ is holy and sanctified. Now, we may not act like we're holy. Sometimes we may not act like we're sanctified. But it's not, it's not just our outward behavior that, that tells that we are. No, we are sanctified because of the blood of Jesus. We are made holy because of the blood of Jesus. We are made righteous because of the blood of Jesus. We are made wisdom under us because of the blood of Jesus. 
Can y'all see that? It's not based on because I dis. No, we are what we are in him, in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Can y'all see that? All right, in that case, we go back to uh, Ephesians 1 and look at verse 17 again. And notice this. <clears throat> That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you what? The spirit of wisdom, see, what you already have, and revelation knowledge where? Of him. So you have to have that wisdom of the new birth, the new birth that you and I have, that eternal life that we receive. You got to have wisdom and revelation knowledge of him. See? Now, this is of him. But then there are times you need wisdom and revelation knowledge in something that you're walking out. Right? Yeah. See, you need, sometimes we need wisdom. We need revelation knowledge of some things that we're being confronted by. We don't, we don't exactly know how this thing going to turn out. But wisdom is what? It's God's comprehensive insight. Into his ways and his purpose. Okay? So what we're doing, we're believing God that he's going through the Holy Spirit. He's revealing unto us what is already true in my spirit. Wisdom. How to do this. How to stand on this. See, it's already mine. But I'm learning. Notice this. Let's, uh, we'll come right back to that. James 1, uh, 21. And let's look at this for a moment. It said, therefore, do what? Lay aside. Is that right? So, so when you say therefore, then we have to look at what's on the other side of it. Right? So therefore, it means it said, what's on the other side? It's telling what I got to do. What I have to do. Lay aside what? All filterness and overflowing wickedness and receive what? With meekness, the implanted, see that's New King James, but that's okay. The implanted word, which is able to do what? Save your soul. So notice it, the implanted word. How, how, where, where is that word coming from? It's the same word that you gave, that gave you new life. It's the same word that gave you the new creation. So when you say the implanted word, what it is is that you are taking the life that is already in you. That's what that prayer is about, that the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, knowledge of him. Well, that's what he's doing. We are praying out that the implanted word is able to do what? Give me a vivid picture. My soul can have the same light, the same enlightenment, the same perception that my spirit already produces. When you have, when your spirit and soul come in alignment, now you're a bad boy or a bad girl. Because they have to come in alignment, okay, so that you can walk in one. Because where's the fight? The fight is always in your thought life, always in your mind, right? And so if we don't allow the word to do what? To be implanted in my thinking rather than allow my natural way of perception of thinking, my natural uh, uh, thought life process to do what? To give me 
a natural wisdom? No, because what you receive is not natural. The wisdom, the life of this new creation that you have and who you are, is in Christ. Okay? And so your natural mind will want to try to figure out through reason, through logic, of saying this is, maybe this is the way to explain it. That's why sometimes, you know, sometimes Siri on, your, on my little watch or phone will say, I didn't understand that. Well, I wasn't talking to her in the first place. Right? <laughs> That's why she didn't understand that. <laughs> okay? So, now, think about this verse. Watch this. That is able to save your soul. Next verse. It said, but be what? Doers of the word. See? Well, it's not talking to you in your spirit to be a doer. You already have in you the mechanics to do what? To move every mountain, right? To destroy every yoke and every burden. Why? Because that life source is already there. But it said be doers of the word. So for me to be a doer, it's telling me, okay, you got the seed of life, the seed of this new creation. It's inside of you. But guess what? Unless it's planted, unless it's activated, it will not be able to release the life substance, the power that it has to bring about what you ask for or what you're believing for. Can y'all understand that? So he said, but be doers of the word and not what? Hearers only. See, if you're just a hearer, notice what he's saying. You're deceiving yourself. So I have to hear with the intent to what? Do. Amen. So you are hearing with the intent of doing. Okay? But you have to hear the word first. Okay, watch the next verse, Casey. For if anyone is a what? Hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Keep going. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forget what manner of man he was. Right? What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Simply saying, put that, put that in the, uh, uh, if you go back and put that in the message, that verse. Anyone who sets himself up, oh, go back. Mm, mm, mm. One more. Let's see. There it is. Don't. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything. <laughs> but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. We understand that, right? Uh, that's what my mom used to say. <laughs> my teacher used to tell her, more empty wagon make the most noise. <laughs> We couldn't talk back. <laughs> uh, so it said, don't, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word of God in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. See? Those who hear 
and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are. Can you see it? What they look like. Hmm? Keep going, Casey. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and stick with it, is no distracted, what is that, scatterbrain. But a man or woman of action, that person will find the light and affirmation in the action. In other words, when you attend to the word is what it's actually saying. Notice what it says. Catch a glimpse of the, re- of the revealed counsel of God. So that's what wisdom does. Wisdom gives you insight. Are you following what I'm saying? You have to meditate on the word. Part of spiritual growth in this new creation is, is to meditate, is to, is to ponder the word of God, okay? Uh, one more verse of scripture on that, Casey. And anyone who sets himself up as a religious, as religious by talking a good game is self-deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father, is this. Reach out to the homeless the lovely, and, and the loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from the godless world. Well, that's what our new creation does. Okay? Now, go back to Ephesians chapter 1. So what are we doing? We're giving you, uh, well, before you do that case, go to James, go back to, go to James 1 and look at verse, uh, what is it, verse 6. Verse 5, if any man lack what? Wisdom, right? Notice what he said. Let him do what? Acts of God, and what will God do? Who give it to us what? Liberally and what? Without reproach, and it will be what? See? It will be given to you. Why? Because that life is already there. So what you're doing, Lord, I need your wisdom on this. I need to, I, I want to walk in this the way you will have me to walk. And that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. He's the revealer of truth. Okay? Watch the next verse, uh, Casey. But let him ask where? See, you can't ask for that, for that wisdom without faith. But let him ask where? In faith. With no doubting. See? And that's the reason why we're teaching the word. Why? Because notice this. Doubt. Remember we did, a, we did what? Three months on doubt and unbelief and fear. Why? Because they are faith robbers. If anything could rob you of your faith, doubt and unbelief will do it. Okay? It will rob you of your faith. Notice it. But let him act in faith. With no doubting. That means you have to, that's the reason why that the engrafted word is able to save your soul. You have to be totally convinced 
that what is true in your spirit, your soul can actually walk that out. You can live that. You know, some people say, nobody can live like that. How you can do that? Well, they don't have understanding. They don't realize they can. They don't realize they're walking in the way that they're walking in. And it's in, it's in the same light of what we're doing. Theirs is just in self or in darkness. Ours is in the power of God. We're not relying upon our own strength. We're not relying upon our own wisdom. We're looking to him. We're drawing from the word, acting. Remember he said, don't just be a hearer only, but you have to become a what? Doer. Amen? And so the only way you can do it, they said, but let him act in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like what? A wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Can you see that? No, I said, a double-minded for let no <clears throat> for let not that man suppose that he will what? <clears throat> Receive what? Anything from the Lord. Why? Because you're double-minded. The, the, the Greek word for double-minded, you have a double soul. You, 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 that's what double-minded is. You got two thoughts on it. You double soul. All right. Next verse, Casey. It, it says, there, there it is. He is a double-minded man, unstable in how many ways? In all your ways. Why? Because you, are not, you have not allowed the wisdom of God to reveal to you what is real, what is already yours. And sometimes it takes you, after you have prayed, sometimes it takes you waiting. Even if you don't get anything in prayer, you may get up with a peace. You still don't, may, may not have any clear direction, but you got a peace. And you just stay in that mode. While you're working, while you're driving, whatever, you just stay in that mode. And all of a sudden, it has just come so softly. You just, <clears throat> you just know what to do. See, you may, <clears throat> see, you and I may forget, or we may move on, but I'm telling you, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. He's there to reveal the will of God to you and I. So a double-minded man is, high, is what? He's unstable in how many ways? All of his ways. Okay. <clears throat> now, let's go back to Ephesians 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ephesians 1. All right. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may give to you and I what the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Notice it didn't say in the thing, but in the knowledge of him. See, the more wisdom, the more revelation knowledge I have about what Jesus did for me. Right? Amen. That girl's a keeper, boy. <laughs> Nobody not gonna mess with my little honey, do. All right. So now notice that. <clears throat> so the wisdom you have in wisdom and revelation knowledge of Him. <clears throat> And the reason why you want that, why? It's because you have to be totally convinced that what you receive is real. There are people being 
talked out of their salvation. There are people being talked, <clears throat> their faith, they've been talked out of walking, living in the same life that they've lived in all their life by faith. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? So it's, you have to be careful who it is you're listening to. You don't stand up there and listen to somebody that, 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 because they got a good argument. Oh, you understand that? I mean, you know, look. Uh, people go to school to do what? To know how to combat and put up a good argument to make what you believe or what you're standing on make you look like a look, make you look like a ninny. You don't engage in that. They go to school for that. Are you understand what I'm saying? But you have to get to the place and recognize that, hey, I believe this for myself. I know that Jesus Christ, he's God. He was God in the flesh, manifested in the flesh. That's what 1 Timothy 3.16 says. <clears throat> and I know that he died for my sin. That's a belief. Amen? <clears throat> and notice this. So that's why you got to make sure that you and I, have, we are convinced of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because <clears throat> without it, without it, you're not going to go very far. Watch this. Look, verse 18, uh, Casey. The eyes, the purpose of having this wisdom, this revelation now, that the eyes of your, what? Your understanding is what? Being enlightened. Put that up in the NLT, uh, Casey. He said, I pray that your heart will be what? Flooded with light. Okay, what light? Wisdom give light. See? Okay? <clears throat> that your heart be flooded with light so that you can what? Understand. Can you see it? You can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Do we have the CVE? Okay. All right. <clears throat> That's a continued uh, com uh, contemporary English version. All right. Well, <clears throat> go to the, uh, the classic amplifier. By having the eyes of your understanding flooded with what? Light, watch this, so that you can do what? Know and what? Understand the hope to which he has called you. That means you have to, the hope meaning what he's expecting from you. And you, you, you get on life journey. And you start walking in life journey, Right? I said, 
And then you say, how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart one. One more verse. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Now, let's break this down a little bit. Notice what the first thing he said. So that you can know, there it is again, and understand. Well, how can I know? Light has to be revealed, right? Understanding has to be revealed. So that you can know and understand what? It's the immeasurable. What is immeasurable? You, you can't measure it, right? And what's the other word? Unlimited. What is unlimited? See, when you discover what God's plan, what God is expecting of you, it's immeasurable. It's unlimited. You don't ever have to worry about putting a measure on it. You don't ever have to be concerned about putting a limit on it. You can't measure it. It's unlimited. But what's the first thing you have to do? You have to gain wisdom. Revelation knowledge of him. That's what you got to have first. Then the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. Can y'all see that? See, a lot of times we want to we want to we want to go ahead on and start doing what we believe God has for us, but we have no wisdom, no revelation knowledge of him. We don't honor him. We don't look to him. Amen. So what we don't we want to do? We want to minimize mistakes. Okay. Next verse, Casey. <clears throat> Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Well, there you go. You that's part of your new creation. Which he exerted in Christ. What did he exert in Christ? Go back to verse nineteen. Unlimited. I mean, what he what what did he? It says, so you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power. That power is the krata. That's the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead. Hmm? And in for us who believe. <clears throat> See that? That's what the New Testament is all about. That's what the new birth is all about. It's all about, that's the reason why, if the gospel of Jesus Christ is not taught about the identity that you now possess, the redemption of who you are, what redemption means, we've been paid and bought back from the market called the market of sin. We were slaves to sin. And notice this, we have been loose from it, and notice it. Our freedom is when Jesus was made alive, when he was raised from the dead. See, when, when people hear the alternative, the gospel of what Jesus did, now you empower the Holy Spirit to do what you can't do. Hmm? You know, today at one of the daycare, we had a, a clogged up sewer line 
And, well, okay, we could get the machine, but we can't go in there and roll the root of that thing out, right? But you press that little button on that machine, that little auger, that thing will go until it can't go no more. And guess what? It'll go. It went and went until it found and it, boom, cleared it out. Boom, there it is. <laughs> Are y'all following what I'm saying? I'm saying that's the same power that's being demonstrated on the inside of you and I. I'm telling this new life that you and I have, it, it look, everything that's called, it, it removes it. it give, that's what the word does. It gives light. Look what it says. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable, immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. As demonstrating, notice this, that little thing made a believer out of me. You just hold your foot on the thing. And it just does it. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does. When, you, when, 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 when it hears the words of what Jesus did, this is what we're talking about, eternal life. When it hears what Jesus did, then guess what? The Holy Spirit starts doing what you can't do. It's like that auger. It's going in your heart. We're moving them stony stuff out there. Huh? Kicking out that anger. Kicking out, kicking out that grease. That little Debbie. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Can y'all see that? That's my illustration, okay. And so as demonstrated in the working, how is it demonstrated? In the working of what? His mighty strength. Man, look, I guess I'm, I love these scriptures because it's like I got to understand it. I can see it. For years, I used to hear Brother Hagin teach on these scriptures. And it was like, what? Can you move on to something else? I had no knowledge. That's, he used to tell us, he said, he, he used to tell us, bless their darling heart and their dumb head, their stupid head. Well, I was. <laughs> that always stuck with me. That's been 47 years. And now look at me. I'm stuck on these scriptures now. Some of y'all probably say, can we move on to something else, Pastor? This is it. You get these scriptures right here, this prayer, you would never be living, you'd never be left in the dark again. Okay, okay, so let's finish that up. We got to go. Uh, verse 20. Which he exerted. See, what did he exert? That might, that power. In Christ, when he raised him from the dead, that same power that he exerted in Christ is the same power that raised you and I from the dead. That got us resurrected. Got him, knows it, and seated him at his own right hand, where? In heavenly places. Verse 21. Far above all rule, authority, power, dominion, and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only where in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. That's where you are. You are far above all rule, 
authority and power. So I want you to stop looking at the devil as some mean you're struggling with the devil. You got to get you got to get past that. You lack knowledge. You lack understanding of what you have. The devil is a defeated foe. Hmm? He's not even the issue. Hmm. Okay, Casey, and one more verse. Well, that's two more. And he has put all things under his feet, and notice what he did. Appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, that's of you and I, a headship exercised through the church. And last verse. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fill all in all, for in that body lives the full measure. We, this body, the full measure of him lives inside of you and I, who makes everything complete. How does that? When, look what you're doing, Bobby. Your brother-in-law want a Bible study. Your sister-in-law, they want a Bible study. What are you doing? You who making everything complete. They're, they're hearing about Christ through you. Hmm? And who feels everything everywhere with himself. Jesus not even here. And yet they believe. Hmm. You see what the power of the word can do? That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit is working on your family. Nobody, nobody, no one going to say, well, can we do this every Monday? No. Uh-uh. That's something happening in their heart. Your life is a witness. Oh, that's this prayer right here. I'm telling you, this is, prayer, this, is, this is it right here. Did y'all learn anything tonight? Praise God. Well, that's all we have for you tonight.